Everybody, what's going on? Welcome to the KJ52 Podcast. The title of this message, well, I don't know if it's a message or not, but the title of this podcast is, Where's Your Focus? Uh, first of all, I want to send a big shout out to all my new patron supporters for the KJ52 Podcast. Uh, you know who you are, but you are super appreciated. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can support this podcast and also my outreach to the juvenile detention centers uh, all across the state of Florida by going to Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash KJ52. I have a couple different tiers that I put on there. Um, first one is like a buck. Any any dollar helps. Helps me get music into the kids' hands uh, in the juvenile detention centers system. Uh, $5.02 gets you exclusive uh, KJ52 freestyles. $10 does the same thing, but even more. And then $52, $52 sponsor, uh, gets you a t-shirt or a, or a graffiti hat, your choice of one of my albums on CD, and a custom tag, uh, laminated tag, and uh, what else is I, what else do I do with that? I don't know, a virtual high five? I don't know, there's something else I think I've got to do it, but make sure you go check that out. It's patreon.com forward slash kj52, and, uh, and check it out. So um, I've been uh, doing this study for my schooling, I'm actually working on getting my Bachelor's of Arts in Church Ministry. Uh, I'm only a couple credits away. For all my amazingness, I have never gotten a degree in anything. I do have a, I do have a degree in School of Hard Knocks. Graduated first class. Actually, I do have a degree in Tabata training, but that is completely useless. Uh, but anyway, I've been pushing myself to um, to get my edu- education. And I was working on one of the classes, and they were talking about leadership. And there was something in the class, uh, in one of my books, that was really, really eye-opening on many, many levels. And it was talking about, because they were talking about how great leaders, or people with purpose, or people with goals, um, usually have great focus. Meaning they're not easily distracted. And... While I've always been a very goal-oriented, high-productive type of person, um, the reality is we live in a world that is super distracting, where we are obviously trying to do a thousand things at once, and it's super easy to get your focus off and get your focus on something else and never really live up to your potential. And I think of scriptures like Habakkuk 2.2, where it talks about take the vision and write it down, make it plain so somebody can run with it. Uh, I think about verses that say, you know, just kind of speak to focusing on the Lord or being single-minded. And I also think about how so often in Scripture it talks about, it uses a metaphor for lions a lot of times. Now, what am I talking about? Well, I mean, there's verses like in Proverbs where it says the righteous are as bold as a lion. Um, But it also talks about the enemy, that the enemy goes around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Um, but it also talks about Jesus being the Lion of Judah. So often there's, there's this lion imagery used in Scripture for good and for bad. You know, compares the enemy to the lion and also compares Christ to a lion. So it's not that the, necessarily the lion is the picture perfect of good or evil. It's just, it's just a metaphor from nature. Why am I saying all this? Well, I was reading in the, in the book and it talked about this technique that that this lion tamer came up with almost a hundred years ago and just to backtrack I mean one of the first things I ever went to was 
Circus World, which was this old uh, amusement park down in Florida that was literally an entire amusement park of circus stuff. And I was... I would be taken to it, and I was never necessarily focused, I was never fascinated as much by the by the lions during the circus, or the tigers, or the bears, oh my. Uh, I was never as much focused or fascinated by them as much as I was usually fascinated by the ringleader, or by the lion tamer. Like, I didn't care so much about these ferocious animals, which were awesome. Um, I was more fascinated with the fact that someone, obviously smaller, less dangerous, Someone who, for all intents and purposes, had less power, could walk into this quote-unquote den of lions and was able to completely command them, make them do whatever they wanted to do. And I noticed, even as a kid, that they would always walk in with two things. I don't know if this goes on. I haven't seen a whole lot of uh, lion shows (laughs) in my old age. Um... But they would walk into the cage with usually two things, a whip, and they would walk in with a chair. And my focus was always on the whip, because in my head I thought, oh, they crack the whip, the lion does what it's supposed to, oh, they crack the whip, if the lion is being, you know, out of line, it's like the fear of that whip, the fear of the pain of that whip keeps the lions in check, right? And the funny thing was, I never really paid attention to the fact they would walk in with a chair. Uh, I just thought that was for show. I'm like, that's a really weird shield, man. Like, there's a lot of better shields you could use. You know what I mean? The image of, like, a gladiator with, like, a sword and a shield made more sense to me. So I was like, oh, the whip is his sword and the the chair is his shield. Um, So you and me, like everyone else, has been usually pretty duped into this situation. Until I was reading in the book, and it talked about how this guy, whether intentionally or unintentionally, I'm not sure, discovered how to keep a lion at bay, or to make a lion do what he wanted it to do, or how to essentially control these lions, which essentially could just overpower this lion tamer at any moment, jump on him and kill him. But he could have an entire pride of lions just mesmerized so to speak and he brought up this point in in the story that blew my mind that the whip that the lion tamer holds isn't necessarily um, what keeps the lion in check so I had the whole situation completely wrong he said what keeps the lion in check actually is the chair and it's not the chair itself It's the fact that the chair has four legs that come out and kind of curve in a different way, right? I'm thinking, you're kidding me. This 150-pound man with a 10-pound chair can keep a, what, 500-pound lion, a ferocious lion, in check. It doesn't make any sense. But they revealed to how the lion's brain actually works. So a lion is a, or any of the big cats, tend to be singularly focused in the way they attack. So they find something that they want to attack, they hone in on just that thing, and they go after it. So they have a singular focus, that the lion is very focused, it knows exactly what it wants to do, it has its goal, 
And what he basically said is when a lion is presented with the four legs of the chair, what actually happens is it can't figure out which thing to focus on. Meaning it's literally distracted by the four legs of the chair. It thinks all four legs are coming at it. It confuses the lion's brain and therein leaves the lion essentially sort of mesmerized, almost hypnotized in the sense that the lion then just shuts down and will actually sort of stop. It's like it's a distraction that leaves the lion literally uh, not being what it could be. And I thought about that verse where it says the righteous are as bold as a lion, right? That's what the Bible verse said. Uh, that the righteous are as bold as a lion. Which you mean to tell me that God compares me, His word compares me to a lion. That I'm supposed to be, if I'm righteous, if I'm in right standing with God, then I need to be bold about the things that I am, just like that lion. The one thing it doesn't talk about is that it matters how bold you are, as much as a lion you can be, you can be distracted if you take your focus off the one thing you need to be focusing on. You can get mesmerized by the four different things that are coming at you, and rather than you charging forth and going after what you're supposed to go after, you get distracted and you're completely rendered useless. You forget in that moment that you're a lion. And I couldn't help but think about the times that I had goals or things that I wanted to go after or I had passions or I had desires and I had that thing burning in my heart to go for it and all it took was a couple different distractions to completely render me useless. And that's the reality is, half the time, we've got our phone on, our TV on, uh, and even amongst the phone, you're watching your text messages, a TV show, you know, a, a blog, a Facebook post, an Instagram, an email, you're waiting for a phone call with the TV on, all the while thinking about one other thing that you're trying to do. How many of us are completely missing the point because we're letting too many things fight for our attention. I mean, it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad that we're not going after one or two things that are right in front of us because we are more focused on the four or five things that are completely useless right in front of our eyes. That lion is sitting there going, man, I kind of want to eat that guy. That's what I've been put on this planet to do. This is what I do good. I'm a lion. Rawr. I am a lion, man. I'm the top of the food chain. I'm supposed to be scaring people just with my roar alone. Do you know who I am, man? I'm a lion. Ah, Savannah. I never did that very well. and yet you can be completely rendered useless. How often is this basically where we're at? How often are we in this boat or this predicament and we completely forget who we are in Christ? Jesus said, uh, I can, Jesus, or Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Jesus said, I've given you authority. There's a lot of scriptures that speak to the, to the power of the believer that what the potential a believer has 
just by being in Christ. There's a lot of a lot of verses that speak to that, and yet how often are we completely distracted from the verses and we are completely rendered useless? Hey, you're listening to me right now. You're supposed to be a lion, man. You're supposed to be scaring people with your roar. You're supposed to not be letting things tell you that you're something else because you're not. Going back to that verse, Habakkuk 2.2. Take the vision, write it down, make it plain so people can run with it. You really should have some sort of a vision for your life. Life is not meant to be gone through by the seat of your pants. Just making it up as you go along. Look, I'm, I'm of all people an improv guy. I got a freestyle record, okay? I know what it means. I like to improv things on the, mo- on the moment. I like to freestyle my life in a lot of ways. But I'll tell you what, I have clear vision and clear goals and clear passions for what God has called me to do. Are those things in a constant state of constantly chaining, changing? Absolutely. Are the things that I'm passionate or vision-driven in my 40s the same that I had in my 30s or the same in my 20s? From a basic standpoint, yes, they're the same thing. But from a from, from a macro standpoint, absolutely. From a micro standpoint, they have certainly changed. Some of that is experience. Some of that is trial and error. Some of that is just the reality of just living out your life. But it works at any level. It works at any level. You were called to be a lion. You are called to have a singular focus. You are called to pursue that goal. You are called to go after it. You are called to be as bold as a lion, and yet you're being distracted by a couple things that will can't even stop you. You're being stopped by a chair, man. <laughs> you're letting those dumb little things completely mesmerize you. Like, hey, look over here. Look at here. Look at here. Look at here. Look at here. Look. Hey, what's this? What's this? What's this? You know what I mean? All of a sudden. You forgot about the big old claws. You forgot about your furry tail. You forgot about your big old teeth. You forgot about all of it, man. Righteous or as bold as a lion. Whatever that thing is in your life that God has called you to do, get a singular vision for it. Write it down. Make it clear. Go after it passionately. Don't let anything distract you. In fact, you know what? If you're listening to this, I don't know if this is the preacher in me, you might want to write down four things that are distracting you right now that what you could do to get rid of. I, anyway, that's it. That's just bumping through my head. It's a little 15 minute, little 15 minute, uh, lang bang message for you guys. I hope it hits somebody. Hope you have a wonderful day and, uh, become a patron, man. Help me hit the focus and the goals that I'm trying to go after. You know what I mean? There's blessing in, in, in serving. Patreon.com forward slash KJ52. I love you guys. I'm out.